Right, we are live-ish. Oh. We're recording now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Brown Time. And I also realised I, I keep doing this every week. I keep going, boom, every time you say we're live. <laughs> I like that though. It's kind of like, you know, the little like, snaps like when you're directing a film or something that you get? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing, basically. You're just very, you're very cultured, Priya. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's basically, it's become my trademark now, just boom, boom. This is a sound effect, because we don't have sound effects on the show, because we just don't. We do. not because I'm the sound effect, that's why. <laughs> exactly, let's go with that. And not, not because, like, we're like, technologically incompetent or anything. No, of course not. We're so technologically advanced. Jeez. <laughs> we're women in STEM, obviously. We're women in STEM, <laughs> because we have a radio show. Yeah, you know. I remember at school they would do so much stuff about women in STEM being like, you could be the next woman on this <sighs> cover of Land Rover. You know what? And I was like, wow. I thought, like, I think it's really great that women in STEM is a thing that's happening because obviously we need more women yeah. in STEM. But it felt really, like, obscure for me, this idea, because... All I knew was STEM in my family. I was like, I need to get out of STEM. I was like, every cousin that I have is like a doctor or a dentist or an optometrist or a pharmacist. That's so true. Like, that's the thing. They need They need for, like, Asians, like, escaping STEM. Yeah. And then, like, escaping to the arts. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty, like, I remember, like, going on a rant to someone about this, though, because I was like, this feels fairly, like whitewash because i know that the statistics as a whole is that women yeah. in general aren't in stem but i feel like when yeah. it comes from like especially like a south asian background trying to yeah. get into the humanities even as a person of color is like so insanely hard that i feel yeah. like that needs obviously some kind of like work on but obviously it's stem that's what is that's supporting our economy at the moment so it's understandable why the government's like come on let's promote stem <laughs> the yeah, arts are dying but it's okay fatima needs to get a new job yeah, no, that's, like, my classic, like, kind of go-to joke when I meet people for the first time. They're like, oh, what are you studying? And I'm like, oh, I study English literature. And then they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to have a job by the end of it. But, you know, that's cool. And then, it, you know, it's a nice little icebreaker because I feel like especially with, like, kind of in, well, especially in, like, I'd say the extended, like, kind of Asian community that I, like, kind of speak to. So mm-hmm. that's, like my kind of second cousins and like you know my third cousins and my great aunt who I don't know and all of that stuff yeah like when you like actually like end up meeting them for some wedding or something like that and then they ask you and you say oh I do English it's like very alien concept to them and I feel like I kind of have to explain why I've decided to not something where I'll get a job at the end of it yeah I get you I remember when I told my family that I was like oh yeah I'm gonna do Spanish and history at university guys solid one and I just remember them thinking like we don't know what to do with this like what what kind of job do you get afterwards and I was like I wish I could tell you but I'm here for I'm here (laughs) for the passion you know (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny I'm here for the passion for the dedication yeah and I thought that would be the end of it, you know. I thought like, I could just carry on with the rest of my life and I'll eventually like yeah. find out what I want to do. But then obviously, like, extended family exists. So whenever they're like, oh, yeah. what are you doing at uni? And I'm like, oh, history and Spanish. And, <laughs> and they're always just like, well, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, I wish I could tell you. And then they always say something like, why are you going to consultancy or investment banking? And I'm like, do I want to yeah. sell myself to the corporation? Yeah, I remember you telling me this. You were like, oh, you know, like, some of my friends are going into, uh, oh, oh, what is it? Consultancy, Consulting, right? Consulting, yeah. And you know what? That just sounds terrifying. Like, that's a real-life job. The thing is, if I was going to go for, like, a consultancy job, 
I do feel like I would say to them, I don't have enough faith in myself to be a grown up at this point. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'll just make the coffee. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not. Like, it is really freaky. The idea that like obviously like school periods are seven years long and then all of a sudden yeah. university like in England it's three years in this country it's four years but yeah. even then it doesn't feel long enough for me to like get my life together to advance to like the next stage which is like proper adulthood yeah like I mean university I think especially for ones where you kind of have to sort out your own accommodation and things mm-hmm. like I feel because you have to you know kind of sort out your rent utilities blah de blah like, that kind of gives you a bit of uh, insight into what it's like just to not be in, like, a kind of institutional bubble with universities that, you know, yeah. you're all on campus and everything. Yeah, like, um, you just give money and, and they pay like, for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I don't know, because, I mean, I remember when my, uh, so, well, at our school, there was all that stuff with, like, Oxford and Cambridge week where, like, everyone was preparing for, like, their interviews and things like that. Oh, God. I know, it was an intense time. And um, I remember when I, like, actually, like, I, I went for, like, my interview, and it was really weird because I was saying, like, I, I don't understand how you just live, like, in the university for all of your university life without actually knowing what it is to set up a utility bill to rent or whatever. Yeah. It is a really interesting thing, the way that, like, college systems work at a lot of universities, or even just, like, here, yeah. like, at a lot of, like, even... um catered accommodations you just kind yeah. of like think oh what yeah. what is the like what's the step up from just being at home you know i know definitely and i remember when i um so i lived in um pollock which is the catered accommodation here for like i think it was like two months wow. and honestly i just could not hack it it was oh. so weird like you just get yeah. off have you ever been into the pollock hall like um, the actual dining bit no i haven't i literally only went once um, I was lucky enough to be invited to a prize at Chancellor's, whatever the hell that was. Um, oh my gosh, how? Uh, you know what? Doing history, you meet a lot of people from Pollock. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one, is so true of like humanities though. Exactly. So one of my pals was like pals with someone from Chancellor's yeah. and he was like, do you want to see Chancellor's? And I was like, do what? I though? I was like, I was like, half of me was like, oh yeah, this will be a really great social experiment. And the other oh. half was like, I'm too scared to like walk into Chancellor's. But I did it. It's a really weird vibe. Like I remember the only experience I've ever had of Chancellor's was, I think it was like the second day of university. Oh. Because basically, I didn't really like have any friends because it was the second oh, day. Oh. And, um, so fresh. <laughs> huh? So fresh. I was. I was so fresh, and I was also the like only brown person there. So you know, it's just a bit crazy. Mm. But anyway, I was walking around, and then someone was like, "Oh, like I know someone in Chancellors. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Well, obviously, I'm not going to say no." Because <laughs> I need so friends. I was walking. I walked in, and like there was the biggest common room with like pool tables and like these like fancy chairs with like these drop down kind of spotlights it was so cool and they have like tvs in their rooms oh it's insane honestly it's It's mental yeah and just the balconies as well so i remember we were there at this like prees and it was really weird because i i didn't really know a lot of the people there so yeah um 
I felt a bit weird, but they were kind of like drunk by the time I already got there. So they were quite nice and everything to me. But then like, I remember like just kind of like going to the balcony to like breathe because I was like, I just need to like soak up this environment. And then like someone came out and followed me and it felt really weird. It was like a forced like teenage movie. You know, when you're just like standing on a a balcony and just like looking out into the open and then someone comes up to you and they just start trying to talk to you about life. But it wasn't really working because we were drunk. So it was just very, it was such a surreal experience. I was going to say, like, Pollock in itself is a surreal experience. You walk up, you walk in and it feels like you've gone into a campus university. Wow. And like, it was weird living there. You feel really disconnected because obviously it's like completely like far removed from any other accommodation near it pretty much. Yeah. Well-ish because there's, um, oh, there's Salisbury Court, which look vibey as hell. Oh. I've never seen Salisbury, but it looks very swag. It was really swaggy. And you see the people, like, you know, when you walk past it and they've got, like, their really cool, like, big windows and you see them cooking and I'm like, wow. You must feel like a Johnny right now. (laughs) That's the dream. (laughs) I just, oh, I want to live in Salisbury Court. I don't. I really like my flat. It's okay. Yeah, your flat's lovely now. But, like, also, what were you about? Are you about to say something about the dining halls there or something? Oh, yeah. So, like, so you walk in, right? And it's like, it's, it, I don't even know how to describe it. Imagine like a kind of hotel, like banquet style hotel buffet banquet. meets like American University vibe. So did it not and just like, look like a school dining hall? Or was it like, how was it different to a school dining hall? It was basically like, so when I say that, it was because of the way the food was all laid out. Uh... So you have, so, like, the actual dining bit, yeah, was very much like a school dining hall where you have, like, you know, just quite a few tables and, like, you know, or chairs and all of that business. <laughs> but, like, you, when you'd walk in, there would be kind of, it's like, imagine, like, an L-shape just full of hot food. Uh-huh. There would be, like, vegan options, vegetarian options, meat options, then Whoa. other meat options. There was so much food. Wow. And then there's, like, this, like, fruit, fruit wall where you have, like, loads of fruit, like, on the wall that you just take. And then there's, like, a a salad bar in the middle, and there's, like, a drinks machine, and then, like, a a coffee maker machine. Oh, my God, that's that's wild. They have a coffee... Whoa. Yeah, you can make hot chocolates, coffee, lots... It was amazing. I don't know why I left. Like, I could have Coke every day, and I left. Whoa. Oh, Priya, you shot yourself in the foot there. I really did. But, but also, you know equally. I, just, I really wanted to cook my own food. Oh, and also, you're a really good cook. I remember when I came over last year um, oh. to, like, Priya's flat once she finally moved to Warrender, and she yeah. cooked me the nicest, like, carrot fries, and the batter was so good. Honestly, I have visions about those fries. They're so good. You know what? I'm actually, that was one of my greatest inventions, because, like, I remember <laughs> we just had so many carrots, and everyone was like, oh, let's make, like carrot stew and I was like I don't want to make carrot stew that sounds kind of gross and so I I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna take it upon myself to make something really innovative and creative honestly you would get top points in MasterChef honestly it was brilliant yeah I just need Greg and who's the other dude I feel like Um, everyone knows Greg's name but not the other one it's his name is James James? I have no idea, but he's the actual chef, isn't he? Yeah, and he's he's Australian, and yeah, and he has a wife called Lisa. Why do I know okay, his wife's name and not me. his own name? <laughs> because uh, we are feminists. <laughs> yeah, that, let's go with that. <laughs> they actually should have like a female judge on MasterChef. They should. Well, on MasterChef, the professionals they have um like 
I can't remember what her name is, but she used to be like Michelle Rue Jr.'s like sous chef, but then she oh. like um, climbed to her own way to the top. She's really cool. Um, oh wait, is she the one with the short hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, she, I don't know whether she's like Asian. I don't know what her ethnicity is, but she's like not white, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's her. I remember her. She, I think she was on MasterChef for a bit as well. Yeah, she used to come every now and then and be like a guest judge or whatever. It was great. Honestly, I loved it. She'd do that really intense challenge, challenge or like task or whatever you want to call it, where like she she should give. Um, She'd be like, oh, I'm going to make this uh, souffle. And, you know, and she'd, like, show you how to make it. Yeah. And then the, the chefs would come, like, the people who were doing MasterChef would come in. And she'd be like, okay, you need to make this. You have five minutes. And they were like, what? And then they just have to, like, kind of guess how to make it. Yes. Oh, my God. She was terrifying. Honestly, she terrifies me now anyway. She's, like, the female Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, she is a bit. Oh, my God. Gordon Ramsay, though. Like, what, what are your opinions oh. on Gordon Ramsay? What do you think about him? I think he's really kind of an enigma because <laughs> he's really nice to children and then oh really god. mean to everyone else. You're right. Oh my god. So like my family like two years ago really got into watching MasterChef Junior um, in America. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just like randomly on a, like um, some show uh, TV channel that we were just happening to flick through and then we started watching yeah, yeah, it yeah. and everyone was like, oh my god, this is mad. Um uh, and it like really united our family, but like he was so so nice to the kids on that. It was amazing, and also like his kids have a TV show on CBBC or something. It's called like really? the Ramsey Bunch or something. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god, it's actually you should watch it. It's actually quite good. Um, not that I I'm a child like or anything. Because we, my mom and dad bought this cookbook by him, mm-hmm. um, and it's like got some amazing dishes in there. Like, there's this one dish where, where, like, he has this thing that's called showstoppers. I was like, that's so classic Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) But, like, you basically bake, like, this fish in salt. And then what you do, like, you bring it to the table and then you just, like, smash, like, the salt in half. So imagine it's kind of like ice almost. And it, like, splinters and it reveals the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's so, so cool. cool, but I've, always, I've never had the guts to make it because I think I'd make it too salty. Oh no, no, no! Because the salt, because like the salt doesn't actually go into it, and it just like bakes yeah. instead. So it makes it keeps like the fish moist, but also like yeah. draws out some of like the water from it still, so that like it can become a bit more like concentrated in flavor. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Honestly, you know what? I'll make it for you. <gasps> I'm so excited! Oh my god, you're gonna make the Gordon Ramsay recipe. <laughs> if you know, if you just like send it to me, I'll actually do it. Um, Jesus, no! It's it seems hard, man. Like it's it's gonna be a long. That's gonna be a trek. Nah, I can do <laughs> it. <laughs> I believe in myself. Honestly, such a share moment. Do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, because like I don't know. Well, because like I. I used to be veggie, but recently I've had a bit of a relapse, which isn't very good. Um, Were you, like, always, always vegetarian? Uh, not always, always. So, uh, my veggie story is intense, because... Oh, my like, God, I love veggie stories. Hit me with it. <laughs> well, basically, it got to, like, sixth form. Um, so I was, like, 17 at school, and I was like, you know nice. what? Like, this was when Greta was opening my eyes and everything to, like, the impact oh, of me Greta. eating on the environment and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, Greta's 
a G. So <laughs> I then like went home one day from school and I was like, Mum, I'm gonna be vegetarian. And like oh. I thought that this would be like absolutely acceptable because like hello, we're an Indian family. Like half the yeah. family are vegetarian already. Like half the family don't even eat eggs. So that's like verging on veganism. Uh. And my mum straight out came up to me and she was like, What on earth are you saying to me? She's like, Over my dead body will you be a vegetarian? And I was oh. so confused confused because i was like all i'm trying to do here is like help the planet uh, <laughs> and so she was like i don't it was like a big argument in the house like obviously like i was a good child if that was like one of the biggest arguments that i've had with my mum that is that is a very like most people are like oh my god like teenage pregnancy or you know my husband's my child's gonna do like drugs yeah. but no Maddie's mum says, my child's got vegetarian. Yeah, exactly. My, my child cuts her hair short and becomes vegetarian. I know, tell me about it. I used to say this to my parents all the time when we'd get in arguments over like little things like cutting my hair. Yeah. And they'd be like, you know, this is t- diabolical, it's terrible. And I was like, guys, there are people out here who are so much worse than me. Like, this is the this is like the very lowest of parent problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I used to say the same thing. I used to be like, Mum, at yeah. least I'm not in Sun Park, which is like our local park. I was like, at least I'm not in Sun Park doing drugs, Mum. And she yeah. would be like, Don't compare yourself to others. You know, the the oh typical. My god, my god, my god the exact same thing they'd be like it's not good to compare yourself to others it sets an unrealistic standard of life <laughs> yeah exactly except when it comes to grades can you then compare yourself to others yeah i know i'm just like you know what this hypocrisy is too much oh, i'm God. so glad that someone else has experienced this honestly i feel like it's it's the conundrum of every brown child but they oh, well. really really do be that way what can you do <laughs> oh anyway but like yeah so in the summer basically when like covid happened i went back home um yeah. my family eat me and i as the like wait wait i'm sorry to interrupt yeah. did you like then go vegetarian like what happened after the oh so like i became vegetarian i was like i'll just make my own meals i was like i can cook so oh. it's not really like yeah. bothering you in any way so i just did it and everyone just yeah. kind of had to like move on with their lives with it so it was nice. chill and then like at university i was like happily being a vegetarian and all like every like I think every four months or something, I'd like eat a bit of fish, but that was like the max of it. And then when I went back home um, in the summer because of COVID and everything, like um, I was the family cook. So like I had to be making meals for like myself and the family, which was like fine. But then um, like a lot of meat, that I was making for my family was being like chucked away and like also I couldn't like just give them vegetarian food because then they'd like just not be very impressed with me so I had to make meat and I was like well all this meat is being thrown away which is a bit like counterproductive to what I wanted to do in the first place so then I was like well I just might as well like eat the meat that I make here when I like when it's potentially being thrown away so that's when I started like eating meat a bit again and then like I came back to university and I stopped but then like um recently I had I had I had some tin mackerels. I was just really in the mood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've, I've started eating a bit of fish again. All the things I had a tin mackerel. I, well, I was just like walking around little and I saw it and I, it was just like looking at me in the eye. And it's the mackerels in tomato sauce. It's that that just like really... Oh, oh. I hate mackerel. Oh, Priya. Come I'm on. sorry. I can't get behind tinned mackerel as well. Oh, it's so good. Honestly, you'd love it. Nah, you know what? That's dutty behaviour, that is. <laughs> what, well, my... The one, like, meat the fish product... The one thing that you decided to, like, throw away your vegetarianism on was dutty mackerels in a tin. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a terrible person. Oh, well, what can yeah. you do? <laughs> but, Wait, yeah. what was like, what type of stuff would you cook for your family over lockdown, like meat-wise? Um, so like, like, obviously, like, if you've, like, only cooked kind of, like, vegetarian meals for quite a few years, yeah. was it kind of like you had to look up new recipes or was it something that, like, you knew how to cook because you'd, like, um, seen your mom do it or... Yeah, so, like, there was... T- I really like cooking, like, so... Yeah, um, I love cooking. Yeah, and then, like, I always watch, like, a lot of food shows as well, so, like, I used to oh. watch Chef's Table on Netflix, which is, like, the most beautiful yes, aesthetic. Honestly, like, you know when the title sequence comes on, it's, like, really dramatic and everything? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've cried during that title sequence. It's, like, it's so, so beautiful. It's so emotional. Like, it you is. just get so involved with these people's stories and their lives, and you're like, you know what? I just, I love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, obviously, like, Saturday Kitchen, we'd watch that, and then, like, Rick yeah. Stein, Nigella Lawson, like, all of these people I would, like, just happily watch. So, like, I picked up a few recipes from them and whatnot, and then, um, yeah, no, and, like, a lot of, like, veggie recipes can be adapted for me like if you yeah definitely so yeah like and then like mum used to make like a lot of like um meat based curries which I learned from when I was like yes. 16 when my mum was like right you need to learn how to cook now you know because you're becoming a woman and who's uh, gonna want to like marry you <laughs> yeah exactly she was like get ready to be wed <laughs> at the age of 16 you know th- this is actually genuinely and truthfully a true story Ooh. I was at a party once when I was 16 years old. Uh-oh. I'm 16, okay? I've just done my GCSEs. <laughs> and I go to this, like, Indian party. I think it was, like, my... Um, I think it was my second cousin's, like... I think it was 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a family gathering, like normal. Yeah. I get there and everyone's wearing Indian clothes. And obviously me being, like the quirky queen I am turned up in like this burgundy blazer oh my gosh I think I've seen this blazer I love it yeah. is, is it like velvety yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god so I, I was like oh I just turned up and I was like oh I'm so cool like wow look at me I'm the main character of my own novel I'm like I walk around and then this um this kind of like old man comes up to me and he was like talking in Punjabi and I like can't understand it that well but mm-hmm. I understood like kind of what he was saying he was like talk to my son oh no cool and um, my mum was with me and she was like absolutely not and I was like I'm so confused what's going on I just I I don't know what like is happening and it turns out that this guy basically pulled my mum aside earlier and was like look my son is a bricklayer and is looking for a wife and I was like firstly I didn't need to know his job like you could have just said my son's looking for a wife secondly (laughs) I am 16 sir like I'm not gonna go and marry your son who is 25 and he was like oh yeah I think that would be a perfect match like you know he'll let her go to university if she really wants to oh my god that's terrible so he knew your age as well at that point yeah and he but the best part was when he was like oh he'll let her go i was like excuse me i'll do what i want to do oh my god that's ridiculous oh god that's terrible so to be fair when your mom told you at 16 like get ready to learn how to cook you know what she she wasn't wrong in like preparing you because i was snapped up at 16 by some randomo that's what especially like in your alternative quirky look as well that's brilliant I know, I was quite impressed with myself. I was like, wow, I really am the quirky queen. That's uh, what it was. That's great. I feel like 
The first time that that happened to me was when I was like, I think, seventeen. And oh my god, this happened! It happened to you as well. Yeah, so like, I was seventeen. I was going to like a family. It was like a cousin's wedding or something, called like a pre-wedding like ritual function, yes. whatever. And like, I walked in and like. I was wearing makeup and this was like the first time that I'd worn makeup because like I never really was into oh. makeup until I was like I was ba- my mother this is my mother again actually my <laughs> mum was like forced my cousin to go out and buy makeup with me she was like you need to oh learn my God. I know and I was like I don't want to wear makeup I was like this is just the beauty industry telling me that my own natural looks aren't good enough trying to make me feel yes, insecure I agree. and like obviously I was just I was such a preacher at that point in my life but anyway <laughs> I love this preachery behaviour like honestly I think you should just like set up a side radio show where you can just preach to everyone about like why the man is trying to get us down <laughs> oh my gosh that's brilliant no we can do yeah. we, we're doing this together already Priya <laughs> You know, I, but you've got to have your own preachery one on the side because you've got to like get your preacher name out there my, without me overshadowing for world domination that's what that's what yeah, the plan it's is gotta, it's got to be tyranny or nothing you know what i'm saying this is very true honestly the dream no, we'll do it together we'll preach um we'll preach <laughs> vegetarianism but with the exception of tin mac calls in <laughs> thank you that means a lot but anyway yeah. yeah so like this was the first time that i'd worn makeup and so i walked nice. into like the hall and whatever and also i'm wearing contact lenses as well and at that point i didn't really wear contact Ooh. lenses very often so like to my family i was just like the quirky kid that was still like to go Very through glasses. puberty <laughs> and so like at this point when like I, I emerged and I had like contact lenses on and I look really different <laughs> without my glasses um and like makeup as well just like makes you look completely like different and like older too it does so, it makes like, you look much older yeah yeah and just so like because like, whenever I wear makeup I like actually look my age <laughs> and I look like I'm 20 rather than looking like I'm I don't know, 14 all the time no that's not true you look cool no matter Thank what <laughs> age is just enough <laughs> Oh, thanks, funny. But yeah, carry on. So you walked in, you were looking fire as hell. I mean, I was looking different. Um, <laughs> no, you were looking good. Shut up. And, like, my family just didn't even recognise me. Like, obviously my parents did, but then, like, my cousins yeah. and, like, my aunties, who would practically see me every single week since I was a babe, just oh. didn't recognise me at all. And so then, like, oh. I had the same thing as you, where this, like, you know when you have to, like, go around the tables and say hello to everybody, and you, like, just yeah. say hello to people who you don't even know, but you're just like, hello, hello, sussy god, how are yeah. you? And then you just kind of, like, carry on with your life. So, like, I go it's to like this one girl. table. how are you? Yeah, exactly. So you're just, like, following your mum, basically, as she says hello to everybody, and she's like, that, that's Sweetie's daughter, that's Sweetie's husband, and yeah. you're like, I have no idea who Sweetie is to even begin with, but okay. <laughs> so great. So there's always that one other person who's like at university. He's like, oh, she goes to university too, and you're like, wow, great. Someone else who goes to uni, this is fantastic. I know, it's brilliant. Oh god. So yeah, we were like walking around, and there was this like one old lady who I had no idea who she was, but my mum went to say hello to her, so I was like, obviously, I need to be polite as well and say hello back. So yeah, obviously, yeah. I like say hello. I'm like, hello, on DG, how are you? Whatever. And yeah. then she like starts speaking Punjabi to me. And at that point she was like, I couldn't hear her. Like she was just mumbling. So I wasn't understanding. Yeah. Like my Punjabi wasn't great to begin with. But when someone mumbles, I'm just like not there for it. But then she <laughs> mentioned something about like a rishta to me. And yeah. I was like, and a rishta, rishta is basically like, uh, you know, potential marriage proposal or whatever. Oh. 
And I was like, I just started smiling. You're probably thinking it's like the actual wedding that you're there for, right? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, to be honest, like, I had no idea what this lady was saying. So whenever I'm in these, like, awkward situations, I just, like, smile and laugh. So I was like, ha ha, yeah. And I was, like, nodding my head. And I feel like this, like, she thought that this was me being, like, excited about, like, this potential marriage proposal. And so my my mum walks over and she's like, what are you talking about? And then, like, she tells my mum about this, like, potential dish there. And she's like, walk away right now, Manveer. And I was like, oh, God. honestly um god. oh my god that is amazing though oh, who knew what a bit of contact lenses and some makeup could do to you <laughs> and for you all you had to do was put on a velvet blazer and finish your gcses mate honestly this is the thing where people are like oh you know i just need to find someone i'm like mate come with me to my family <laughs> we'll set you up by the time you leave you'll have three husbands it'll be great <laughs> oh god it's terrible it only happens like it could it just it could only happen to us man this is very true honestly i just think that like especially in family functions you just find yourselves in in like the weirdest kind of potential outcomes for your life it's always at these weird functions that you have these like just amazing stories and sagas that you can then pass on on radio shows and so (laughs) forth yeah oh god but it's just really weird because like growing up like weddings were just a part of my everyday life because they happen so often so especially like when I came here and there weren't many like Indian people and then we'd talk about weddings and stuff they'd be like oh I've only been to like my cousin's wedding which has like only been one wedding and I was like wow that's that's really interesting because like you must really appreciate weddings then because I feel really bad like that I just really don't like going to weddings because I've been to so many honestly though but you know because basically when I was younger like you I used to go to like loads of weddings because I don't know just everyone was getting married then um and like as I got older I kind of I I feel like it's when you kind of go to uni and you realize the value of money properly and you're like oh my god this is how much everything costs and it's just in front of me for free and I'm like I'll take it (laughs) it's honestly insane yeah, no, like, I went to, um, oh, when was it? I think, like, oh, I can't even remember now. I don't think it was a wedding, but it was kind of like a uh, function of some sort. Uh-huh. But I remember I went, and it was like, oh, they were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're going to have a meal, blah blah And my parents were like, oh, we really don't want to go. I was like, guys, this is the highlight of my week. Like, I've literally been cooking for myself for, like, <laughs> six months now. Like, let's just let our hair down, guys. Let your hair down. I, I, I wish you said that to your parents, actually. Let our hair down, guys. Come on. <laughs> I do like the thing is with my parents I have to say like we do kind of have a good level of banter where like my mum has tried to pick up some like roadman phrases <laughs> so Amazing. I tried to teach her um so you know like raw and um oh, like bro and all of those things so yeah. she sometimes like will pick up the phone and she'll be like hey bro oh <laughs> my god oh, really that's so cute <laughs> I know, she really tried, and the other day I texted her, like, Lamal. <gasps> nice. And she didn't know what it was, so I had to explain, oh, mum, it's laughing my ass off. And yeah. she was, like, so flabbergasted, she, she just couldn't cope with it, she, she just thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's so good. I feel like I need to do that with my parents, but to be honest, like, a lot of my, like, just everyday lingo is a lot of text lingo as well, so I think they they know. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, lots of my lingo is basically text as well, because I always say lol banter lol. <laughs> You do, I love it. It's such a like nice little like turn of speech. 
It's just like a way of just being happy with the world. Just low banter low, you know what I mean? Yeah, you should put that in a poem at some point. It'd be like, well, well, this is this is but the life. Low banter low. That's what we need to call this episode, low banter low. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh. But also... But no, anyway, what else have you been up to this week? What's, what's kind of... Um, just been something that you have found particularly entertaining this week. Okay, so um, this is actually quite important considering this is like brown time as well. But um, oh, so cool. we're recording the episode on the 15th, which is a Sunday. So yesterday yeah. on Saturday, which was the 14th, it was Diwali, which is yeah. the festival of light in like Indian culture. So it's like a Hindu and a Sikh thing. Um, yeah. So like a big thing on the subcontinent, like a cultural thing. It's almost like Christmas, you know? Um, Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, like, a really nice, like, time, basically. I, like, made lots of nice Indian food. Um, I made these, um, like, lady fingers, okra, bindia, whatever you want to call them. Um, and then, like, I also made roti as well. And, like, honestly, making roti is a terrifying experience. It's hard. It's, like, oh, man, I feel like only bakers and people like that will understand the process of, like, kneading all the dough and all of this. Yeah, exactly. And, like... Honestly, it's taken me months of quarantine to just about be able to, like, make one that's decent. But then, like, after that, you have to make it round and everything. And mine were certainly yeah. not round. But, um, <laughs> either way, they were fine. <laughs> and I don't like, think you need to make it round. I think just be rogue and make it however, whatever shape you want. I know. I like, just like people, these come in all shapes and sizes. And sizes. So, really, like, I'm just, like, diversifying the ruddy pool, yeah? Like, my Indian parents making them all round, all round, that's the eugenics with ruddy. Yeah, like, you do, they're doing it wrong. They don't know, they, it's just, you know what, you need to make it just, I mean, whenever I make mine, they look like, I don't know, like someone's just been kind of sick on the floor. Oh, it's, no. just, it's not a good shape. Oh, no, bless you. To be honest, it is insanely hard. Mine are just about becoming, like, hexagonal in shape oh that's kind of cool though um, that's vibey it's like a geometric one it is kind of geometric every now and then we'll have like a little like splatter on the side or something so it looks a bit like italy yeah. but you know it's chill <laughs> i actually did a diwali kahoot with my flat yesterday which oh, was really funny that's so cute i know because like we, were, we basically had like a decades party oh. um where we decided to dress up as um kind of one decade just in fashion and i picked the 40s because i'm cool i just basically really wanted to wear a suit <laughs> and, and, uh, and so we did this diwali kahoot and i was shocked at how bad my knowledge was <laughs> because there were so many questions that i just did not know the answer to <laughs> brilliant times because like they were like what what is the goddess lakshmi like what does she represent and i just oh, yeah. have no idea Honestly, but, like, the Hindu religion is so, like, so complicated that, like, I kind of get where you're coming from. And I feel like, especially, like, as a child who has been, like, raised in, like, Sikh Hindu household, like, it's okay to not know that much because everybody else is knowing all of it for you. (laughs) So you're just, like... that is so true. That is so true. Exactly. So you're just kind of, like, there, like, fumbling along. And, like, to be honest, like, I only started paying attention to my culture when I left Birmingham. (laughs) Yeah, oh, my God. I just took it for granted so much. I was like, yeah, you know, like, oh, it's just do the key things. And then I came to uni and I was like, oh, wow, I actually miss doing all these weird things, like putting a light in every room and turning all the lights off. Yeah. Sorry, a candle in every room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, did you do that then? No. <laughs> We're not allowed to put candles in every room. 
falls in the flat. Oh no! Oh yeah, of course, because it's like a fire and safety hazard. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I give it all the chat, but um, I actually didn't do anything, uh, which was quite. I did a kahoot though. That's really like cool. Did, did you manage to get any answers right? I did. I did because they were like, they were like, what does um, Diwali like? symbolised and I was like oh it's the beginning of like the new Hindu year and I got it right so hey, that's my girl but I'm gonna ask you some of the questions do oh, what does the goddess Lakshmi represent what's her like uh yeah what does she represent isn't she just like Shiva's Shiva's wife and no. I'm guessing like she, is she not you got it right. oh my god I'm terrible okay no, no let me guess let me guess is she like something to do with like the goddess of like mother earth or like is it something to do with um yeah let's go with like mother earth okay so you, you're sticking with mother earth yeah and like maybe she's something to do with like fertility as well or like uh, uh, she is the goddess of wealth interesting i know i didn't know that either i was i said she was the goddess of the sun because i thought diwali like like i'm just gonna go with that That's also not... obviously we both are just really terrible when it comes to our religion yeah okay wait i've got another question but she's like what? she's the goddess that's always in like a lotus flower isn't she she's that one yeah i think it's just because i obviously you know everyone want to want to get rich in this world i mean that's not true but you know i don't know i just yeah i i, I can't answer that question i don't know so who's shiva's wife then oh that's Parvati. oh my god so like basically you know when you were little and not even like yeah. when you were little, but like how your family just watched tons of like indian like serial like sh- series on that go on forever and, and ever and like star plus or whatever the queens and the kings of that exactly. like every time it'd be some like what was it our oh, star tv or something yeah and then like so many of these soap operas would be about like hindu gods and stuff so there would be like this whole one like the ramayan which i remember my family watching and like one about like shiva and parvati and like honestly i watched <laughs> these and i still know nothing <laughs> Yeah, I just I just read the subtitles. Like there was nothing else for me to do at this point. I was an only child. I didn't even have subtitles. That sucks. Oh, bless you. Okay. Anyway, fire me with some more questions. I'm ready to um. Oh fail. yeah. Okay. Right. Next question. What do Diwali and Christmas have in common? Um, you light things. Oh, you give presents. Yes. Hey. That is correct. Okay. What um what is Diwali the celebration like oh this is, I'm asking this so badly what story does Diwali celebrate it's Rama and Sita when they come back from the like forest and like um they defeat Ravan boom that's correct and those mm. are all the questions I can remember oh, oh should we should we briefly outline the Diwali story for our listeners yeah go on you do it I'm, I can't remember it <laughs> Okay, so basically, like, a quick synopsis of it is that, like, Ram and Sita um, were, like, married, whatever, having a great time. Like, they would newlyweds or whatever. Um, and Ram was, like, the prince of some some place in India. Sorry, I'll do the subtitles. Nice. No, the, the sound effects. <laughs> and they were, like, really in love and everything. But, like, Bhadavati was, like, not Bhadavati, Sita. She was incredibly beautiful. And the queen, who was, like, Ram's... Ra- not Ram's mother, but I think Ram's stepmother. Um, it's always yeah. a stepmother, isn't it? Um, it, it? It's oh, mate, Snow White. Let's just take it back. Yeah, exactly. I really hope that it's true now that she was the stepmother. Otherwise, I'm just like spewing out fake news. But anyway, she was like <laughs> really like jealous of Parvati, so she sent Ram and Sita, not Parvati of Sita. Sorry, I need to like get my facts right of Sita. So yeah. she sent Ram and Sita off to like the woods for I think. 
14 years um, yeah. where they had to like go and live there and then after 14 years they could come back um, and they could like live happily ever after I'm not quite yeah. sure why she did this I don't know whether or not is it like just because she was jealous of Sita or for other reasons I think it was because she was jealous of her beauty or something yeah Let, let's let's just say it's that there's probably other reasons as well and there's it's let's definitely more vanity. vanity is always like Snow White again it's always vanity man exactly it's always like being banished to the woods but anyway yeah. so like in the woods and whatnot and um basically there's this um evil guy called raven who has eight heads but he's also able to like morph into like he's able to shapeshift into like different um things so basically um ram is off like hunting one day um as you do and sita's just like there cooking or whatever having a great time at like the hut that they've made in the woods yeah and basically like Ravan can't enter like the hut because I think Ram put like this special magical barrier around it to protect Sita. But so then instead he like turns himself, I think, into a deer. Um and like he like walks towards the barrier and Sita spots this like beautiful deer and Sita's like, Oh my god, this is beautiful, what a cute little deer. So then she like walks out of the barrier and then like Ravan captures her and then he like takes her away. And then Ram comes back and he's like, Oh my god, where is my girl? And so (laughs) Everybody wanna steal my girl (laughs) Yeah, basically that. And so (laughs) Um Oh my god, I can't believe we related one direction to the Hindu religion. <laughs> That's Everybody want to take her heart away. Couple of men in the whole world. Anyway, um, so like Ram is like, what do I do? So then he employs the help of um, Ganesh, who is like a monkey god. And he's the son of Shiva and Parvati, actually. But anyway, he's like king of the monkeys. Um, so he has, like, the head of the monkey, but, like, the rest of his, um... No, Hanuman! Hanuman. It's Hanuman, yeah. Um, who did I say? I have no idea. Uh, You said Ganesh. Ganesh. No, it's not Ganesh, it's Hanuman. Ganesh is another person. Hanuman is the king of the monkeys. I'm... Oh my god, this is, like, really checking my Hindu understanding. You know what I mean, though? Like, this this story's complicated. Yeah, and I'm, like, mixing up with so many things. But anyway, he employs the help of... Hanuman. Ganesh is like the son of Shiva and Bhagavati, but he's not involved in this story, so I'm going to stop talking about Ganesh. But yeah, <laughs> he gets the help of Hanuman, who's the king of the monkeys. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You mean, re- wait, hold on, hold on. Ganesh is the son of who? Ganesh is the son of the god Shiva and Bhagavati. And basically. And they gave birth to a monkey. No, so basically what happened is that. I actually remember this from a Star Plus TV series that I watched. Um, but anyway, Ganesh was like really naughty when he was a little kid. And yeah. that, it really pissed off Shiva. So oh. <laughs> Shiva basically cut his head off as like punishment. Um, and instead put the head of an uh, elephant on him. It's not even a monkey. I'm literally getting my animals confused now. <laughs> what on earth is wrong with me? I'm literally confusing our audience. Okay, so yeah, Ganesh. Was... If you've made it this far along in the story, well done. Because me and Manny are lost. Ganesh was really naughty, so Shiva cut off his head and replaced it with the head of an elephant, and then he became a really good boy. 
Jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, you would after that because you can't talk because you're an elephant. I know. Anyway, so carrying on with the actual story of Diwali, um, yeah. Hanuman, who's the king of the monkeys, he helps um, Ram get um, Sita back because I think they need to like cross a river. So him yeah. and his like monkey troops um, basically like lay rocks on the ocean so that she um, wow. that Ram can walk across it. And oh yes, then like he finally manages to save um Sita. I think he like beheads Ravan or something. Actually, no, he doesn't behead him. I think he just like he's got eight heads though, right? Yeah, he throws a spear into his like gut or something like that. Oh, and changed. then yeah, so basically, finally saved. The fourteen years are up as well at this point too. So then they like oh, that was good. yeah, they eat on back to the um kingdom, and like yeah. it's dark at night, so the villagers are like really excited that they're coming back and everything. So they light lights to, to like help them find their way back oh, to the um back to the kingdom, and that's the story of Diwali, guys. If you manage to understand that. <laughs> journeys in that story ourselves that was beautiful honestly manny you should be a storyteller no i shouldn't did you literally hear that i was getting (laughs) names mixed up i was getting animals mixed up i was you made it so interesting (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think i made it interesting i think i made it confusing no because i feel like we got so much backstory i mean i don't know whether ganesh is an elephant a monkey or a man at this point that's why (laughs) oh my god yeah no mad times anyway the hindu religion is like it's it's really interesting get a lot of good stories from it i know i mean i just think this like they need to teach hinduism and sikhism more because we have banging stories and no one talks about it yeah well like we had, like, Diwali assemblies back at school. Yeah. Um, and I thought that this was something that happened throughout the UK. But then I asked some of my okay. pals if they also experienced this. And they were like, no. So it might have just been just because there were so many brown kids. Um, in our school. Yeah. I think it literally probably was. Yeah. But no, it's, it's a really nice story. I really like it. Um, okay. yeah. It is very nice. You know what the worst thing is as well? That, like, I got my pals to watch a YouTube video um no. my flatmates to watch a youtube video of like the story of Diwali yesterday as well so this is like all fresh in my memory and i was still unable to like <laughs> eloquently tell the story i am so impressed that they watched the video as well though that's so sweet oh yeah it was like a four minute cartoon it was really cute oh yeah no I, when we did the kahoot my two flatmates Eva and ever did better than me oh in my the God. question <laughs> But I was so proud of them. I felt so like, oh, they're my flatmates. Yeah. Like, look at them knowing stuff about my culture. Oh, no, that is really nice. Oh, good to them. Oh, my God, wait. You have to guess who won, though, Ema or Evan. Um, was it Ema? Yeah, she did. Oh, nice. But uh, Evan used to do Bollywood dancing. Really? Yeah, she was like a like, low-key professional Bollywood dancer. Wow. Is that like something quite cool? Because Evan's from um, America. Right? America. Where yeah. else in America from, yeah, is Evangeline is my flatmate, but I call her Evan for short, and uh, she's American, and she basically told me last year that she did like kind of amateur Bollywood dancing. Is that quite common? No. Like, wow. She just did it because she was like, oh, why not? <laughs> That's so cool. Honestly, I would love to learn to like Bollywood dance because some of them are like... Oh, I'm going to get Evan cool. to teach you. Like, honestly, she's <laughs> really good. I would love that more than anything. Oh, my God. You literally have a flat of like... You could start a theatre company. You could act. I Ema could, could sing. Like, and then like Evan could dance. You could like set up a musical as a flat. 
you know what? I think I think we might, and then we'll we'll, we'll hold a Zoom play, and everyone can chip in and yeah, watch. Exactly. I mean, if you need a narrator, obviously I am high key qualified. I'm going to pick you as the narrator. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, but yeah, no. Uh, that's the story of the world. We are currently roughly forty six minutes in. We've done a good job today. We have done a good job. Yeah. I feel like you know what? I think that's a wrap. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but you know, oh. I hope everybody had a lovely Diwali, even if you didn't realise that it was Diwali. Yeah, happy Diwali, everyone! Like one day late, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, like they're, they're going to hear this on Thursday, so it'll be what five oh. days late. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, sorry, guys, but you know, it was. Yeah, I mean. It was Diwali, so there we go. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, no, um, this has been Brown Time. We'll catch you next Brown week. Time. And bye. Bye.